This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Transfer Show here on Anfield Index. I'm Trev Downey and I am, as always, podcasting to you from my field here in beautiful rural Ireland. And I'm joined for this show, as always, by Dave Davis. Dave, there's a theme running through this particular show. It is the theme of the injection of Saudi money because it's having all sorts of effects and knock-on effects everywhere. And we just can't avoid it on this one. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. Like you said, the way that the Saudi cash just seems to have changed the picture throughout Europe, throughout the Premier League. And in typical news, Trev, we're also getting back to the Liverpool were skin stories as well, aren't they? So we'll go full circle of life in the transfer world with this one. <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe we should just, you and I have been having a little bit of a, a chinwag about that just before the, we, we, we set the mics live here. Maybe we should just get that out of the way first to acknowledge it for a few people because they will have seen... Um, uh, stories, uh, a story which I, be- I believe began with Ian Doyle and um, was um, microphoned out by Fabrizio Romano about something along the lines of cutting our cloth and how we might not have the amount of money that some fans seem to think, and that's the general gist. It was a kind of, you know, a, a very much a pouring cold water on high, high expectations. Um, and it, it, just to get this out of the way, man, let's just do it at the start here. I mean, would it be fair to say that Ian Doyle probably doesn't know what's going on? And we know Fabrizio Romano doesn't. So maybe we should take a breath. What's your take on it? Yeah, I think that's fair. We never want to sort of be disparaging about journos. So we have media matters, you know, that, that's part of the name of the game. So I want to be careful on how I phrase this. But yeah, absolutely. I think Ian... Ian Doyle will naturally have certain sources at the club. I'll break, you know, phrase that carefully and he'll have his take. But like you said, Fabrizio Romano, are they really on the pulse, so to speak, knowing the exact details? I wouldn't say so. Like a lot of journals, it might well be what the club briefed them. I get that. I'm not you know, trying to disparage them or say they're being dishonest in any way. But they're not two names who, when I read their stories, Trev, start panicking and start thinking, oh, here we go again. Now, people will, don't get me wrong, but understandably, because we've been burnt by FSG, history, all those types of things. So I do get it, but it's just crazy, isn't it? When we sit 
think back to a week ago, Trev, where we were all like ablaze with the McAllister waiting for it to happen. And fast forward a week, like, Christ, the week's a long time in Liverpool fans' world, isn't it? Especially around transfers. It's a full 360. But like you said, let's just wait and see. Bit of a pinch of salt with these ones, shall we say. Yeah, and that's the the gist behind what I was saying with with uh, Ian Doyle was that do any of them really know? I mean, we 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 put a lot of store by the likes of Joyce and and, and others, but all of them have been wrong about stuff and quite um, spectacularly so. So I guess what I'm saying is there's probably no font of knowledge and information that we can 100% rely on. So uh, the idea, I guess, of, of, of everyone, you know, jumping off uh, the nearest building uh, just seems a bit extreme. Maybe we could hold on until uh, it's warranted and, you know, uh, perhaps it will be, but, you know, perhaps not either. Um, in terms of uh, getting a bit started into the more positive things in terms of what's going on around uh, the Reds and our potential recruitment. It was only the next day that McAllister photos were going all over the place after we had recorded our last show. I think we recorded that night. We were thinking it might get done that night and all the photos, the official photos of him going full kit wanker on an office chair uh, were on the go the very next morning around midday, that kind of time. And it was great. And it was a real buzz. And as you say, man, I mean, <laughs> to lurch from that to this uh, it, 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 it seems a bit extreme and a bit daft. So hopefully people are, are keeping it between the hedges. But let's just to have a little bit of further chat about McAllister. Um, what, what, are there any further details emerging around uh, the amount that we did pay? Because it's been sort of, I think, deliberately uh, cloaked in a little bit of mystery. Certain number has been floated out there um, that most people have a hold of. But of course, rival clubs don't want to believe that and want to believe that we pay much more. I'm surprised that that number has been allowed to be floated out at all if there was some sort of... Um, quiet deal that was that went on between the club and, and Mr. Bloom. Um, what do you reckon? What's the word you're getting on, on what the actual details of the deal were? Yeah, it, it's an interesting one because like you said, it was literally that night we were talking, waiting for something to happen. Next day, sexy time, Trev, wasn't it? Like you said, there he is in his red kit in an office chair. My, 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 does the sexy ginger bastard look good in it? We know, big smile, pearly whites, all good. Fee-wise as well, this is it's an interesting one in the terms of everyone's got this bigger, the floor's 35 million. That's quite clear, you know. Uh, Joyce, Pierce, Jones said it, Neil Jones, you know, regular said on podcast saying with David Lynch, they quoted that figure. What a few of them have said as well, because you have to be clear on this, is they have mentioned potential add-ons. Neil Jones has said that you know, a few times and not putting words in his mouth. Very much, though, no one's kind of committing to the add-on, shall we say, Trev. So no one's going, oh, it's up to 45, 50, all, all these types of things. But the, the add-ons have been mentioned. So it's kind of very ambiguous, isn't it? No one's got a, this is what they're for, you know, if he wins a Ballon d'Or or, you know, completes a World Triathlon Challenge or anything like that, what Brighton get, etc. But... There's definite mention of add-ons. Like you said, though, rival fans love it with us. I mean, 
I still look back to last summer. I think Darwin Nunes cost us approximately 6.2 billion with add-ons at last time of last year, according to rival fans. So you know they'll ramp it up and ham it up that way. But listen, 35 million for a player of that talent. It's early in the window. People are starting to lose their heads a bit, but let's just be positive on it. A great start. Yeah. Just a start, but a great start. It is exactly that. It's a tremendous start. A guy who we know will be an immediate first teamer um, and will improve. So you can't ask for anything better than that in a first step. And how quickly or how many um, steps will follow uh, is, of course, the thing that will um, have people's mental health in a basket or otherwise. Um, but we can only we can only um, um, wait on it and maybe uh, try to save the hysteria and anxiety for the latter half if things still haven't happened. Now, the things that people are looking at to happen are the potential moves for lads that we've been very solidly, I think, uh, definitively linked with. We're talking here about Mr. Turam and Mr. Kone, and they are two of the deals specifically. Let's start with a bit of a strange one, um, a bit of a bit of um, an, an opinion insight from um, Florian Plettenberg uh, about the Kone deal. Jurgen Klopp mentioned as well, and there's also something that's quite pressing. I know you want to bring up. Uh, which would involve um, him and Turam in terms of a sort of a potential deadline there. Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must-have fan threads? Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design T-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. Yeah, is a, a one that sort of, I wouldn't say shocked everyone, that would be too extreme, but came out, as you said, from Plettenberg, that it's highly unlikely that we do move for, for Kone and Munch and Gladbach. So, yeah, so the, the digging around which we've been trying to do on that is the suggestions come. Plettenberg's well-connected. He will get, be getting his info from either the club or the agent, one of the two. So, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one, Trev, because a lot of people are going, oh, hold on, what about the agreeing terms? Listen, if Liverpool sign every single player they've, you know, agreed the framework of the deal with, we'll have about 56 new players coming in. That's not how it works, as we know. It's very much a speak to the agent to get permission from the club naturally when you've got a, a rough framework and you go from there. The date one as well is fascinating. As, as you kind of mentioned there, the French under-21s where, you know, Toram's part of it. We have to mention that squad as well. They literally start their campaign, and obviously based on when people hear this, it could be talking nine, ten days, literally they're underway. And if they go all the way to the final, that's on the 8th of July. Remember that day, Craig, because it was when Klopp said in that press conference, you know, these players will be coming back, maybe the 11th with a bit of international duty for some. So, yeah, it's 
it's an interesting one because even if we, you know, I'm not, you know, please don't read too much into this, but even if we did sign both of them, one of them, etc., they're going to need a break after their exertions, aren't they? So people probably need to, to take that into consideration as well. But yeah, if it's the 8th of July, say if they do go all the way with France to the final, let's, let's hope France just bomb and they have a sucky tournament, a massive rest type of thing. But if that is the case, they're going to need a rest from there as well, aren't they, Trev? Let's be honest, you can't just throw them straight into Klopp's pre-season training, the lactate test, the new to be Milners and all that type of thing. They're going to need a good rest. So... It is an important, I think, nine or ten days. But essentially, as well, we've been asking around, it's still possible for Liverpool's medical team to do a medical, you know, just unlikely in Clairefontaine, but just outside, that was the information we got, it is possible. But it gets more and more complicated. The French get more and more reluctant as they go up to that day. And naturally, when the tournament starts, they're going to be saying, no, barring a miracle type of thing. So... It is a sort of key nine to ten days, long story short. But, yeah, hopefully we'll get a bit more traction is probably the right word. Either way, on Messrs. Kone and Turam that way. There is a bit more to say about Turam, which we'll do in a minute. But just, I was curious, The you, you, you'd sourced, I hadn't seen this thing from Plettenberg. Um, so uh, this is this is obviously like what all the information that we have in the show is something that's come from your research. Did was there any reason quoted for why it was unlikely we go for Conor? Any specific reason given? No, it just literally the, and that is probably the right phrase to say, the inference was from, from Plattenberg that, again, as it's quite a few journals have said, to be fair, we have options, we have a list. However, he is not at the, the top, the key number two, if you want to call it that, after McAllister. That was the inference from the article that it was, or is highly unlikely, that we move forward again is that agent briefing club briefing to entice others i mean i've even seen today that with kone that the likes of villa and other clubs are now interested in him so you know maybe it's a sort of green signal to them so to speak but yeah that that was all we could really infer from his sort of tweet and limited information now an awful lot of people have have been hanging their hats on us getting both of those lads at least one but it's possibly also looking a little bit dicier with the Turan deal than most people were thinking as well um, because of things going on around uh, his club um, and there's also a sort of a knock-on situation involving Newcastle here talk to us a little bit about everything going on around Turan yeah it's, it's an interesting one because needs are, are clearly looking for a couple of things. A kind of bidding war to come in if they're gonna drive drive up their price. They don't want to lose their sort of prize of the asset by any means. They you know they know it'll be a difficult deal. Those are the public signals they're giving anyway. Mm. The, the real suspicion is, and again, no one will, apart from the people closest to it will know, that he's a couple of years left on his contract, you know, it's a prime time to sell him, having been in the league and team of the season, you know, this is where you're gonna get the most deal. But to do that they need a bidding war, don't they? So there's been links with Newcastle and PSG of the two. Problem is, is the PSG links have been kind of dismissed with them getting Ugarte and others. And Newcastle have now been linked with, and probably another name for me to butcher, um, butcher I think it's Felix and Chamber, I think he's a former City boy. So they're looking at other midfielders, even Scott McTominay, they've been strongly linked with. So 
it, it doesn't mean you rule them out of the Turan race completely, but it suggests they've got other priorities. It's just, it's one of those, Trev, it's a difficult deal to do because we're on a budget, as we clearly know. Nice want top dollar. There's probably a bit of a, you know, an acceptance for them that it probably is going to be now and never, but you've got to be careful in how you you publicly go about this, so to speak. But it's definitely not going to be sort of McAllister where the clause is there, it's easy to do. It's going to be a really key nine or ten days, you fancy. You know, something moving. If you don't get something moving, and I'm trying not to send everyone wild in the heat because, you know, maybe just a chock ice and a lie down for everyone. But if you don't <laughs> hear anything in sort of the nine, ten days, you probably just start to question what's going on, so to speak, especially as the Euros start. But yeah, it just feels a key period, that's all. I, I I think that's a really good point. I think it's a I think it's a well made point, you know, and um everyone has their own rationalizations, they all have their own uh, reasons for why they feel the way they feel, but uh that's just a fact and uh it's an interesting one and it, it of course it'll have a, a very strong impact. Um there are some further rumblings. I'd like to say they're positive ones, but they're in the vein of the ones that we've spoken about already. Um, one of the players that we were linked with in the early part of the conversations around um, who might be coming in was Inacio. Um, but again, uh, there's a interest from more than us in this player, and there's a little bit of a contract issue going on for him too. What do we know about Inacio? Yeah, it's the classic, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away story, so to speak. So the positive aspect is what we started to hear because he's a, a player that we've been linked with for, you know, for some time. People really like left-footed passing ability. And there has been a lot of mention about Liverpool targeting a left-footed centre-back. So, you know, ticking all the boxes initially. Even another one ticked when it was confirmed that he's pretty much frozen his contract to so, you know, that piqued interest with Liverpool. And unfortunately, I have to be honest, Manchester United interested because the reason, you know, we have to mention it, unfortunately, is the, the latest stories, even Trevor, suggesting that the player does prefer them to us. Again, that's some stories. That's not my info. We can only, based on what we see, what we, you know, what we read, so to speak. But yeah, is very much one to, to keep an eye on. There's just. We're hoping not, Trevor. Who knows? I, don't, I can't pretend you know, he's a top target. Don't get me wrong. But there's that obvious feeling of, is it Mason Mount again, so to speak? And try and try and genuinely not to be all doom and gloom on this one. But yeah, it will be uh, interesting to keep an eye on with him to see if anything happens at all. It's, it's probably part of the course that, you know, this is, you know, we probably have to allow, allow ourselves to understand that there will be this up and down cycle and all these stories. Um, yeah. And it's possibly far more cynical than we think in a lot of cases in terms of the uh, the the intent behind them. Um, we know how to, social media works, right, is to yeah. is to annoy you. Um, and, and that's how they, they drive clicks and they drive interaction. So, um, you know, far be for me to, to, to suggest that our media colleagues have uh, that cynical of an outlook, but they might. Um, now, you mentioned Manchester United and they are going to come back later on um, in relation to a couple, another story or two. Um, and we, we do. Yeah, we have to have to discuss them too. 
but there are two further um, players that we've been linked with um, very recently, over the last week or two in particular. Uh, that was uh, um, Benjamin Pavard, who almost everyone will know, and Gabri Vega, who perhaps not so many will know. I think he's a Celta Vigo player. Um, any new information, either of those? Because, again, I, 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 those rumours won't go away, and they're interesting how appropriate either of them is for us at the moment. I'm not sure, but have we anything extra on them? The only sort of ones over the last few days is pretty much a, a lot of journals. So, you know, David Lynch, Neil Jones have pretty much said that the club have briefed them. There's nothing in Pavard. I almost like the Timber, Caicedo, guess who, knock them down. They're done type of thing with Pavard. Vega, nothing. No, I'll be honest, we, we've asked around, not really got anything bar what, you know, anyone listening could have read on Twitter type of thing. It is a name that, that won't go away. You know, there's the release clause, there's the you know, the way he's performed for Celta and all those types of things. But if has said we, we've got anything on him, so pretty much we'll know everything that the viewers know, so to speak. So seems probably a little bit of a dismissive there because he has been mentioned by a few journalists as well as, again, another one on the shortlist. Probably the, the key phrase that David Lynch keeps repeating, because, again, people clip things, don't they, from journalists, lose all context. But he does keep repeating, repeating and repeating is availability and affordability based on that budget. Yeah, availability and affordability. And if this boy has got the clause and he's on the list, it keeps him on the list, so to speak, Trev. But yeah, nothing above what anyone else will have read at this time. Mm, yeah, that's an interesting observation about availability, affordability for sure. Uh, it's also one, the key word, availability for the category of midfielder that we sign. I think we can all agree on that. Now, I mentioned at the top of the show that um, Saudi money is going to feature heavily as we go on through it. Uh, alas, it's not washing into uh, Liverpool anytime soon, whether people want it or not, uh, for whatever reasons. Uh, we can't have, we don't really have a specific Liverpool-centric story, except we do have some ex-Reds who look like they might get hoovered up in this uh, uh, escapade that's going on at the moment um, as as the cash is being splashed and these absolute eye-watering contracts are being talked about for, uh, you know, players nearing the end of their career or uh, just superstar profile players who are nearly, nearly about to call it a day or middle-of-the-road players who might have a few years left in the tank. Um, there's all sorts of names being thrown around. We'll come back to some of those later on from other clubs. But four former Reds, as in uh, Mr. Mello, if he qualifies, uh, Sadio Mane, who clearly does, Bobby Firmino, and we saw today video footage of Steven Gerrard. Yeah, he's great. It literally is ends of the spectrum, isn't it, with former Reds. Like you say, the distinguished Arthur Mello with all his 13 minutes has been, yeah, linked with the, the move to Saudi. They've asked about him. As, as we've been found, you know, asking around, Mane, Sadio, Bobby Firmino, they do have offers on the table from Saudi. They are not the only ones by, you know, by any means at all. Again, no idea if they'll, they'll take those, but as you said, Trev, probably a, a whacking great pot of money. And there's been a lot of sort of judgments, let's say, made over this and assertions, etc. But we know Stevie is over there, he's set to, to take a management position, so to speak. And you can imagine it's a a heck of an offer, let's put it that way. We will come back to 
to Saudi later in the show because it's important to, to talk about the impact it's going to have on the league and around Europe at the same time. But yeah, like you say, four former Reds to keep an eye on. Stevie's pretty much done, as we said, the manager there. But Arthur Mello, Sadio Mane, Bobby, let's just wait and see what happens with them, eh? But it's definitely an option for all those. Now, it seems like we should probably just keep that story going as we go and have a look around the league. Because you've mentioned a few others that have been linked from other clubs with this same, with this same um, <laughs> potential circus. Uh, in Riyad Mahrez, Wilf Saha, um, Moutinho, Gundogan, and there was at least one other one there that I, I've lost the list. So uh, to, uh, have you seen actual stories about all of those? Gundogan, I'm looking at, how is that even... How is that even a consideration for that lad? But who knows? You know, uh, it's it's very interesting. I suppose Stevie Gerrard might be the proof of the pudding that if the check is big enough, the lads are just going to do whatever and maybe fair play to them. Um, where have you sourced those various rumours about the players I mentioned? Is there anyone else as well? I think I've forgotten one there. Yeah, there really is. I mean, there's been a there's been a few pods on this and a few sort of stories are originating from the football finance journalists. And it really is fascinating the way they're doing this. The PIF is sort of the controlling interest there in Saudi. The biggest thing to be aware of, Trev, that I've really seen literally was today is there's been a change of tack. What the Saudis start doing is very much approaching the agencies, you know, the major agencies with players on their books, sorts of things, they're not very, not really approaching any, you know, players directly through intermediaries. It's pretty much going to the agencies and the agents. And it sounds strange, Trev, but I can't think of another way of phrasing it and say it. Open your books. What have you got, lads? Anyone who fancies our money, you know, come into our league, a distinguished name, that type of thing. So literally, there is offers flying in everywhere, like you said. Mares, Zaha, Moutinho at Wolves, Obama Yang's got an offer from there now as well. We know Gundogan doesn't doesn't mean it's, they take it. We need to be clear on that. And even the one we saw tonight as well that has crept out, Coutinho, another former Red, you know, has an offer that way as well. Doesn't mean they take it, but it just changes the picture, doesn't it, Trev? Especially in our league, Europe, because when clubs are trying to do renewals, you know, especially at a certain age. These boys, especially if you think of the likes of Aubameyang, really struggling to get a game for for anyone. Let's be honest, you know, Barca, Chelsea, all those types of clubs. There's now a massive option for one, not just last payday, one last ginormous payday as well. I mean, do you remember we mentioned Kante the other week? I mean, there's talk that he's pretty much close to finalised the £100 million a year contract there as well. So that, that one's even come up. So this will not go away. As we're saying, Trev, this will just keep rumbling and rumbling all summer. There's an incredible pot of money, almost unlimited. It trumps what the clubs have. It doesn't mean the players go there, because obviously we know the, the nature of the league. A lot still want to compete for trophies, be competitive, lifestyle, all those types of things. But they are going to take a few. They're going to go hard. And we've got to keep an eye on it. Simple as that. Yeah. It, it, and it's, it's such a wild card now that... You couldn't have foreseen, you know, uh, not that long ago. And the knock-on effect will be massive. Um, it just it just will. So it's, like I say, it's 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 just this whole other moving piece 
um, that, as you rightly say, we, we have to keep an eye on because it can't be anything but um, a, a bit of a, a, a factor um, for our show here, for sure. Um, now, <laughs> I wanted to just link that in really quickly, but there is, of course, plenty of business being talked about amongst Liverpool's um, Premier League rivals uh, or fellow Premier League clubs. The biggest story is the Declan Rice one, um, with Arsenal continually being linked. Now they're talking about the money. It was around 100 million was the fee that kept getting thrown around. I think that was pounds, English pounds. But now the latest is a little bit lower than that. And there's talk of one of uh, Arsenal's um, current midfielders moving away from the club. So what's the latest you're hearing about Declan Rice? Yeah, I think this is almost the, the worst kept secret of the transfer window, isn't it, really? Declan Rice moving, Arsenal the favourite. So it's an interesting one because, again, it could come down to what reports you read, what you want to believe type of thing, Trev. But, yeah, we've seen reports, like you said, around 100 million. The latest one today I saw was 92 million. Then even the, as a few reports, up to 100 million with add-ons. So it's kind of a, a pick-your-poison feel, really, isn't it? But... A lot saying it's getting close. We'd be astonished if that doesn't happen now. Let's be honest, it's almost just waiting for that to be announced one way. It also then triggers as pretty much once Declan Rice comes in, Granite Xhaka goes through the exit door. You know, again, one of the worst kept secrets, but he's set for Leverkusen, isn't he? So a, a one-in-one-out scenario at Arsenal. West Ham then all of a sudden, they've got a bit of a prize pot, you know, well above their normal budget. So quite a few there, you know, we've been, Sort of shuffling around trying to get info, quite a few targets they've got on their radar. And actually, depending on if they get these, Trev, but the, you know, the names that we're getting from sort of asking around Harvey Barnes, James Ward Prowse, which probably Liverpool fans will not be sad to hear that, you know, might be lined up with another club, I don't know. And even Edson Alvarez, the Ajax midfielder. I mean, there's quite a few West Ham, you know, a set, I should say, but it's going to happen to be a wash with cash. Mm. Not quite Saudi level, but you know. If they spend those that money and get those three players, hell, the team's improved overall. So it will be interesting to see what happens. But yeah, definitely with Declan Rice, Trev, it's just a case of the worst kept secret. Let's just reveal it and get it done and we can all move on. Yeah, I, I, I've been listening to you there and I, I was trying to get a figure straight in my head, which is embarrassing. But I, don't, I, never, I never profess to be anything other than the host here. I'm not an expert on... Um, transfer history but I'm right in saying aren't I that the record transfer between English clubs was Jack Grealish at 100 million wasn't wasn't is, that's a, that's that's fair enough yeah isn't it? that would be my answer yeah so I mean you're looking at a situation there where hello I'm here to annoy you I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL index we don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a Tad Predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa. He does Anfield Index. He presents a Tad Predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL roundtable 
there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. Declan Rice. Now, I I would have said Jack Grealish with the same quizzical uh, sort of uh, tone to my voice. But to break the record... Um, or to be very close to breaking the record, which could happen. Who who knows what's going to happen there? Um, is he really that good of a player? And as you say, if they are to get in the likes of Barnes and Ward Prowse and Edson Alvarez as nice little prezies for uh, Moisey there for um, having won a trophy, uh, I don't know. I think I, I think I agree with you. They, they might end up um, they might end up better overall all of a sudden. So. I think they'll be in or about the uh, the top end of the table again next year. Now, we can't do a show without talking about Chelsea. It's gone a little bit quiet in terms of their usual madness. But there are some rumours of them. You would have thought they have enough players, right? <laughs> you, would have thought, you would have thought what, what they're going to be doing is selling guys. But, of course, it's a new manager and that new manager is going to have ideas about what he wants. And we know they're eyeing... Um, AC Milan uh, uh, with with certain uh, sort of desires there, um, and we know that there he's our man Todd's back trying to pull his Yang swap deals, um, and he's got lots of, I suppose, comparatively tempting uh, uh, bait to do that with. Um, there are a lot of lads there who could be used as potential swaps or to sweeten deals, all that kind of thing. And sadly, it looks as if they are the ones who are going to get someone that we had been eyeing with great desire for a long time. So talk to me about the latest comings and goings at Chelsea and the rumours spreading around there. Do you know what? Even on his worst weeks, Sweeney Todd is still a 7 out of 10 for our transfer show. Do you know what I mean? You've got to give it to the guy. So, pretty much, yeah, Potch is in. They are looking for a keeper. And let's be honest, who can play them? Maybe the cliff and probably the less said about Kepa, the better area in the fee, etc. So, they are clearly hunting for a keeper. And they're heading to Milan to look for it. They've asked very much about... Mike Mannion, I think it's pronounced, the, the French international there in the States, AC Milan. AC Milan have got their own kind of issues, haven't they? Because, you know, the legendary Paolo Maldini stepped down. They took, you know, their sports director went because new issues there. So they're looking to exploit that. At the same time, that you know, it's, it's a nice little bit of a story, but it's not the main act for Sweeney Todd. God bless him. Very much getting into his old tricks because another option they're looking at between the sticks is Onana, the... Uh, Inter Milan keeper, the one who's you know just been Champions League final. So what do Chelsea do in true style, um, Trev? Swap deal time, isn't it? It's the swap me again. So how about for Lukaku? How about for Koulibaly? Even asked, like say about the the ZX, you know, the ones at the back of the cupboard type of thing that Potch has got no interest in type of thing. Absolutely amazing, you know. They're still looking to do Sweeney Todd deal. Sweeney Todd is as Sweeney Todd does, and. The sad news, aside from the entertaining part, is from sort of trying to get as much info as we say, asking around Trev through AI, the strong assertion is, and it's a, you know, it's a bit disheartening for me because as a player, I'd love for us, that very much with Arsenal getting Declan Rice, Chelsea are red-hot favourites as it stands for Moises Caicedo. So there are strong predictions that's a, a real one, especially as he didn't get Ugarte, that 
Poch and Chelsea want to get tied up. And I don't know, you know, people have got different opinions on the way Chelsea operate and, you know, who's coming to the or going even with Kovacic and Kante. But Kaiseido does improve your side straight away for any team in the Premier League for me. So, yeah, if they got him, a little bit gutted. So, have to wait and see on that one. Oh, God, the idea of him doing bits with Enzo Fernandez. Uh, yeah, uh, it's 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 hard to it's hard to stomach. Um, Manchester City, uh, how, however, on the back of the trophy that I would say was the most underwhelming thing ever. I know I didn't even watch the game. Uh, most people had uh, were out making disparaging comments straight away. Whatever. It's just not even. It's not even uh, an achievement, almost. When you think about how heavily things are weighed in their favour with all the things that they've been, uh, I guess, all the rules they've been bending, we'll say, uh, lest we get uh, ourselves into any uh, legal bother. But now that that final thing has been gotten over the line, and in my opinion, he should have a raft of Champions Leagues with all the things he has at his disposal. But he doesn't. But now that he has got this one, it's a real monkey off Pep Guardiola's back. And I'm wondering what that will do to his thoughts about his future at Manchester City. Any insight for us on that? Because I think there's been some talk about it. Yeah. Pretty much Pep will now run down that contract, i.e. the final two years, and then that will be him. And to be fair, we know he loves to recharge after that certain period. It'll be his longest stint, but... He talked about getting tired of Barcelona and in his eyes, probably in City's eyes, if you want to call it that, you know, he's done it. He's got that Champions League on the mantle place. Like you said, completely underwhelming. No one really gave us stuff. I mean, you saw the scenes yesterday, Trev, let's be honest. Moss side, Yoga, second 11, probably had a bigger turnout than the City of Manchester yesterday for that type of thing. Do you know what I mean? There was yeah. no one interested whatsoever. But... The only thing we got really, and it was today, transfers. City have very much put a pause on their transfer business. I.e., because of the Champions League, all the focus on that and the obsession, and that's the right word, obsession with that, everything paused. However, now City will, the suggestions we're coming to us are really going to go hard in the market. I.e., don't be surprised at the people that don't want to stay, like your Bernardo, Gundogan, to make a decision, move quickly. The disappointing thing, and it really is when I heard it, disappointing, there is expectation in the next month or so, you know, probably quicker, they pump in a cheeky bid for Gavardiol, you know, at Red Bull Leipzig. They know there's a huge fee, they know it's a huge release clause, but he's one that they're seriously looking at. And we know Liverpool find long links interest, but well above our budget, so it would be gutting. But do not be surprised at all if City move fast, swiftly, with a raft of cash, and no one cares about the club like us, whose targets they steal. So, yeah, I have to keep an eye on that one, I'm afraid. Yeah, that's the phrase, isn't it? Um, nobody wants to be thinking about that, but it's uh, very much a thing. Um, and they're very much a thing we have to face again next year. Uh, another club um, where we may well be about to see something a bit wild happening is Aston Villa. Um very interested to hear what you have to tell us about Aston Villa because we've heard uh, the rumours about 
them potentially getting Mr. Monchi in to start doing business. And they've been linked with a couple of players, I think, who it's fair to say are potentially past their best. So I know how exciting that is really for Aston Villa fans. But anyway, what have you heard about what's going on there? And is there any substance to this Monchi thing? Yeah, 100%. Like, literally, we, we flagged them, didn't we, at the start of the window as one of the clubs to just keep an eye on because of their natural, understandable, ambitious plans. You know, a top manager in charge, the best they could probably get in Emory, and, you know, owners who will back him. So they were once, as we flagged, to keep an eye on. Since then, in the last few weeks or so, literally the other day, Yuri Thielmans was a free, you know, after his release from Leicester, that's been confirmed. And... Mr. TikTok himself, when he's not busy dancing with little mix, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, the part-time footballer, looks set to move to Villa Park as well. That's all the suggestions. And like you said, Trev, we have to be honest on this. If those were the headline signings, it looks very underwhelming. You would have to say that. No two ways about it. However, what it does give Villa with European football, the Conference League, it gives them squad fillers and it's not really cost them anything. So I can understand that business in that aspect. The Monchi stuff, fascinating really, isn't it? That after El Meni, you know, the, uh, the bit Barcelona guy came over, saw Birmingham and flew back and said, no, thank you. Monchi looks like a doable deal. And it's all connected really, because very much he's got his connection with Emery from the Sevilla days. We know the connection there. Also, Christian Perslow, you know, the former Liverpool director, he said to so step down now with Monchi coming in, you know, the owner's taking a bigger hand. So things are changing behind the scenes. Monchi is fascinating for Villa. He really, really is, Trevor. I mean, at Sevilla, an absolute monster. You know, maybe the yardstick for other football directors, you'd have to look what he's done there. I mean, they basically own the Europa League, don't they? You can't mm. do it any other way. He's been absolutely sensational there. The deals he's done, the value, I mean, Christ, looking at this year, even when they're in the bloody relegation zone or nearly in there, they're still winning the Europa League and getting Champions League. So, a legend there. No two ways about it. However, you've got to balance this. You've really got to balance it. At Roma, it was an absolute disaster. You know, let, let's not sort of mince our words on that. The deals were terrible. He left them after a short period. It was an unmitigated disaster. So you just get the feeling that with Villa, it's going to swing one way or the other, Trev. Either it's going to be an absolutely inspired appointment, and you're thinking, yes, it's the old Sevilla magic of Emery, Monchi, and there'll be some random deals coming in where you think, who? Who? But, you know, he turns out to be a player, and probably the, the name we're still seeing quite a bit, and again, one that's been mentioned before at Emery, so stalwart Pau Torres at centre-back, he's clearly looking for one of those. But at the same time, Trev, it could be a stinker. Let's be honest. You know, it's, it's great having that sort of knowledge, but he's got to prove it outside of Sevilla. And listen, that's not me trying to be disrespectful. You know, his achievements there are unbelievable. You can't really describe it another way, but it has to be on the charge sheet. It was a disaster at Roma. Can he do it in the Premier League? It just brings a bit of spice to Aston Villa, to be fair, that you didn't really see before the start of the window, but Definitely a club to keep an eye on and see how that goes, 100%. Yeah, as you say, another thing to make them interesting and interesting for us specifically uh, as we're watching what he starts to do there. If we broaden our scope a little bit now and move out into Europe, we're going to move directly from Europe to another continent, America, because Lionel Messi is the story. Um, 
we heard the absolutely obnoxious amounts that he was offered to join um, Ronaldo over in that league. It was comically mental. Um, we know that there's been talk of him going back to Barca, but that relationship, I don't know, seems to have just been broken. Um, and then there was the confirmation that Inter Miami is going to be his destination and the MSL. So that's an interesting thing. And I was starting to think, oh, maybe he's just um, got uh, Beckham notions and maybe he's going to try and buy into the franchise or something. I don't know. I was I was curious about what the what the drive would be for him to go there. Maybe he just fancies the state. I didn't know. I was curious. Then one by one, you started to hear little details about all the add-on deals, TV rights deals, deals with Apple, for God's sake. Um, and then it, him, as in, as in Messi himself, may well be a very attractive lure to get some of his compatriots or ex-teammates to go and turn their back on that Saudi money and join him in his project. There's a lot going on with this one, man. Walk us through it. I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> this is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want, whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super-fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, mag boxes and games consoles. Visit libertyshield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. Absolutely crazy this messy scenario. So, like you said, eye watering money things turned down to play in Saudi Arabia. You know, he said that quite honestly. If it was about the money, that's where I'd be. But it's not. It's a lifestyle, as he said. But as much as we don't want to be too cynical, as you mentioned, Trev, that MLS offer for him, a share of Apple's revenue generated by the MLS season pass, a share of Adidas profits, all related, you know, from his kit sales, MLS and that arrival. And even as you said, Beckham S, Michael Jordan S, an option to buy into a franchise as well. So as much as we say, yeah, it's not about money. Well, yeah, we won't share you know too much comment on that. But look at that deal's incredible. And like you said, very much now there's others looking on there. So we've been involved in Di Maria, Busquets, who are also you know the, the Saudi money. They're almost weighing it up in, in that sense. So. Messi's going to play a key part in that, but he's really given the MLS a crown jewel and Apple, Adidas, all those are going to use him to his full extent, which does make sense from an advertising point of view. And then even others that, the, it's not necessarily a good versus evil, it's terrible to say that, but 
the way it's been pitted, isn't it? MLS, Saudi, so Icardi, Neymar, we know the Saudis have definitely made offers to those. And at the same time, you know, MLS is possibly an option for them. Maybe not Neymar straight away, as they said. Jose Mourinho as well, you know, Saudis want him. So just the MLS and Saudis, they're not interlinked, that's wrong to say, Trev. But almost uh, those Europe, European pensioners, even Modric shows it another option as well that we didn't mention, very much want to keep an eye on. They're almost now picking, you know, where do you want to retire? Where do you want your last pension pot? How much do you want it to be? Your lifestyle, all those things. But there's a lot of proper feed for things, as I would call it. Top names, looking at Saudi, looking at America. So he's definitely one to watch all summer. I mean, what a mouthful. Even just, even just a handful of names you've mentioned. It's, it's, That's what I'm talking about. So it was the point I was making earlier on. That Saudi thing is such a... It's such a game changer. And now I think, honestly, um, the messy p- p- presence in the States will definitely have an influence on certain people maybe ch- choosing to make that move. So, yeah, very, very, very um, interesting development I want to keep an eye on. Now, if we go to Germany for a second, uh, we've got uh, some stuff going on with Dortmund and Bayern. Um, and a couple of very high-profile players who um, may well be uh, getting itchy in in the feet department. Talk to us about what you've heard in terms of Germany and the latest rumours there. Yeah, we said they were, they were ones to keep an eye on, and it does look like being a, an interesting summer for, for Bayern Munich. Guerrero, Rafa Guerrero, he leaves the door, free. He does the Lewandowski, moves across to the champions, Bayern, so he's there. That now puts question marks over a number of things, Trev, because Dortmund have used him as a, almost a, a left wing back, you could call it that, but this season even played in central midfield. So the suspicion, how will Bayern use him? You know, it even puts question marks around someone we've been linked with in Gravenberch. A lot of questions to be answered. The other questions Bayern have got now is if he is a sort of left back, left wing back, Alfonso Davis, who's said to be unhappy, and Real Madrid are very much looking at him. Real Madrid will kind of come to with another player to end the show because that's, you know, my match stage things completely. But there's very much eyes upon him. And exactly as you said with Bayern, Pavard's looking for out and Lucas Hernandez, their other defender, that huge name signing, he's looking to go to PSG essentially. So it really is like for Bayern, they're normally the a stable club, aren't they? They just sort of pick off a few of their rivals just to keep going type of thing, a few smart deals. But it really feels like a summer where there's going to be a lot happening for Bayern. They're still looking for a number nine themselves as well. So they are real players in this transfer market. I mean, it was even clear, Trev, when they're looking at serious options. There's a lot of journos, Plattenberg even reported, they were in for Declan Rice. You know, they were trying to make a serious move for Declan Rice. Tuchel, you know, Tommy Tuchel really wanted them to do that, but it's not happened for obvious reasons. So, Bayern Munich, again, another one to keep an eye on in the transfer market. They're going to be very active incomings and outgoings. Yeah. I mean, uh, is it just me or is, or is everybody really flapping about doing mad business? And um, yeah, I just, uh, we, we, we want just more McAllisters, don't we? Uh, let's finish with another wild one um, because. Uh, it looks as if, and I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there. I wonder if 
Kylian Mbappe is maybe such a good lad. I'm just getting that suspicion because there's more drama around that lad and PSG uh, to do with his extension and a decision he's made, um, which seems to be a, a turnaround on one he had previously made. Um, and again, that's going to have knock-on effects. And again, one of the clubs that he's being linked with, interestingly enough, um, fancifully by uh, fans of this club and fan accounts of this club, is Manchester United. So talk to us a little bit about um, PSG and Mbappe and what's happening there to finish off. Listen, Trev, if Kylian Mbappe had grown up in my house, he'd have met my mum and he'd have met, God bless her, a wooden spoon and a rolling pin on occasions because he's a misbehaving little shite is what he <laughs> really is type of thing. Kylian Mbappe needs a good hiding. You think of what PSG have given him and this is the danger when you give someone everything, the money galore. For God's sake, Trev, they put his ma on the board. Do you know what I mean? His mum is on the board at PSG, you know. Yeah. And what does he do? The ultimate knife in the back. The ultimate knife. He doesn't even tell them. He does it to the press that, by the way, this two plus one. No, no, no. I'm not honouring that. This is my last year and then I'm going on a free. A total sideswipe to PSG, who then obviously do all the media briefings like, listen, we made it clear to him. He either renews, you know, activates this plus one type of thing, or we sell him. So they're, you know, they're doing all the briefings like he either renews or we sell. We're not losing them on a free. So as you know, Trev, understandably, that then sweeps the whole market and the knock-on effects, etc., all get discussed, all those types of things. Little Killian, the little shy, comes out, you know, recently his comment like, no, as I said, I'm staying here for the year. I'm basically going on a free next season. I've already told. PSG this, they know this type of thing, so, oh gosh, they're at war, they are in turmoil type of thing, and like you said, it now brings to all these other rumours, and there will be clickbait galore now with Mbappe, you've got to accept that all summer, because we know that Perez and Real Madrid want it, we know that can obviously just keep getting linked until the window closes, whether they pay a fee now or get him on a free, that can go on forever whilst the window's open. At the same time, like you've said, United, there's all the rumours that if the Qatar's going to get it, you know, when they want Mbappe, which, you know, can you imagine the sums involved, just absolutely eye-watering. But, yeah, this this saga, I'm going to call it that, that Kylian Mbappe's initiated. Excuse me, I was just dying there for a sec. But <laughs> he's going to rumble all summer, Trev. He's going to keep going. And he's a little shy. Simple as that. I, it's hard to have any other opinion. It just is. It, it just, it, it just, it's, it, it's such obnoxious behaviour uh, that. You, and, and by the way, this is not a, a, the smallest uh, violin in the world playing for PSG because honestly, screw him, you know. Um, but it's yeah. just, it's, it's, it's remarkable. It is a remarkable setup. And I guess the point I was making at the start there was like. Obviously, everyone would want him because of his playing uh, ability, but like, what else are you taking on there? Because it looks like he's turned into the the definition of ego. So yeah, it'll be a very uh, very curious watch, uh, and no doubt um, uh, a a uh, as you said, eye watering deal in the offing somewhere, um, because they're not going to sit on their hands if he is uh, going to trigger that uh, free transfer for sure. Uh, that pretty much wraps it up. I'm looking around Twitter today, Dave, and I'm thinking, 
Remember when we were definitely getting Jude Bellingham? Remember, remember those days? <laughs> remember, remember we were looking at pictures of Jude in the Liverpool kit, and everyone was saying they were pretty confident it's going to get done. And I just thought to myself, you know, nobody knows anything, and what we are doing here in this show, again, I just feel like saying it, is presenting people with the latest, the uh, as solid as possible information that we can present them with but we can do no more than that right that's the essence of what this is a discussion about the strongest rumors and any definite facts that we have putting them in front of the audience because other than that everybody's kind of guessing right yeah 100 percent. we are we are not professing to be itks we do not know a, a player's cousin in the ticket office anything like that at all it's very much as we say comments on the latest rumors Asking around, you know, we'll do the shows and things like Media Matters, so you sometimes expand on what we're told there type of thing. But, yeah, it, it's very much sort of guessing's maybe too strong, Trev. But, yeah, in essence, we won't pretend we know all the details. So we comment on what we hear. We present it to you. You guys decide how you take it. Simple as that. And probably the other thing that, as you said, it really strikes you this week, Trev. How different does it feel this week compared to last week? Everyone was on air a massive high, weren't they, with the McAllister news? And now, almost because there's no second signing come through the door in a week, because there's talk of a budget availability, it just seems like, and I don't know if it's the heat or what it is, but everyone's gone from the peak to the trough type of thing. It's a long summer. There's a lot that can happen. Everyone will have their opinions, which they're entitled to, but judgment-wise... Let's just wait and see what Liverpool do through the summer and make judgments that night. I think you put it best when you said have a chalk ice and a nice lie down. I, I agree heartily with that sentiment and um, I may well do exactly that, except it will be a magnum um, because I've got one in the freezer. So that is my plan for the evening after going through all this uh, latest transfer info with Dave. And it just remains for me to say as ever. Thanks very much, mate. Magic. Cheers, bud. Take care. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.